0: You're listening to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast. I am Jay, being joined by, Sam, yes, and we're back to continue our binge of season four of My Hero Academia. So, the, students, the cl- students of class 1A are getting ready for their work study. Yep. Uh, only a de- handful of them. Only a only handful of them, because some of the others are still trying to find uh, hero agencies that meet their requirements. They uh, even
1: mentioned early on that not everybody's going to find someone.
0: Yep, and of course Shoto and Bakugo are still uh, trying to get their provisional licenses, which a fact which endlessly pisses off Bakugo. Then again, a lot of things I endlessly see. piss off Bakugo. <laughs> we didn't mention it, but uh, how Todoroki was just saying... The, the, we the are f- f- falling so far behind shut up well it was because letter. deku had gotten uh was going to talk with sir night eye and uh ochako and uh froppy. and froppy were going to go talk with Hado, and Red Riot was gonna go talk with Sun Eater, <laughs> so it's like three things after another, which just led to Todoroki just not, being like, "We not are like falling." Bakugo behind.
1: needs much help. He, he, the part he needs help with is the is his personality, is his personality, his personality. and his, personality and, and his uh, appearance to Ooh. everyone else.
0: Well, then again, Endeavor is who is the number two was now the de facto number one hero with uh, all my children. They retirement. haven't
1: redone the billboard yet.
0: Yeah, right. So is, the is, okay. So he is the number two hero. He doesn't exactly have the best personality a, either. Just a vacated number
1: one spot. Right. This now. is
0: true. Because um, they
1: still said Ox was number three.
0: Right. Um, and Which that's and time that's time. the one that um, uh, Togami yep. uh, was going was going for, um, or had been invited to. That's what it was. That's what uh, prompted Todor, uh, Todoroki to keep commenting on it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while all this is going on, the power vacuum is also being felt on the other side, with uh, All for One uh, being both exposed and then defeated and thrown in prison.
1: Um, what we think is defeated. Well,
0: this is true. It's more more of the, ca- more of the case of just sort of like, uh, yeah, it's he's all the, part of He's plan the dungeon
1: master. I mean. He seems perfectly content where he is. He doesn't seem miserable.
0: That's true. And with the wide array of powers that he has, if he wanted to break out, there was not a, there's not a goddamn thing Tartarus can do to hold him.
1: Possibly. I'm not um, sure. I haven't seen if there's any other villains in there, or if any of them are broken out.
0: Um, but Similar with, to
1: the Raft in uh,
0: Marvel. Mm,
1: is it Marvel's the Raft? Yes. Okay. Marvel
0: is the Raft. Um, DC has Blackgate, Blackgate and... Uh, yeah, the in the Zone. <laughs> well, like, like because you
1: don't you don't put people just in, in Blackgate. The, the, those well, Blackgate's
0: like, for the mundane prisoners, the ones that don't have superpowers. Arkham. Arkham is the one for is the ones That's for the Gotham? ones that have. Yeah, Arkham is just Gotham.
1: It's not Blackgate.
0: Blackgate is yeah, near Gotham, but it also I think holds a lot of. <clears throat> I haven't read a lot of DC comics, so I don't remember. Oh, Bellrie, we forgot about oh, Bell yeah. Um, but with the power vacuum on the side of evil uh, the League of Villains is looking to recruits uh, and the Shie Hasaikai, uh who are basically at the moment just low level Yakuza they uh, or at least Overhaul is wanting to basically up their reputation goes to League of Villains is like hey join join us Yeah, we, we could use your reputation <clears throat> and you could use uh, the manpower and Shigaraki is like yeah, about that.
1: Well, after they have... You don't a, you, don't, you don't come not you waltzing in here and telling me that you're taking over... Try and try and... Yeah,
0: tr- you walk into my territory... or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, um, he wasn't a
1: part of any of that shit.
0: That's true. But uh, Shigaraki basically proposes instead a joint partnership. Uh, it's just sort of like, we'll let you trade off our reputation. You lend us some of your manpower. But I want to know what you have planned because... Saikai has these power suppression darts, um, and they
1: were they were, what they mentioned is that they were putting them in the black market, getting them spread around, but a lower dose and not as good, especially with the power the mm. power up one.
0: Yeah, and the yeah, there's also the power enhancing drugs going around as well, and that's which are illegal in Japan, but fairly, but are legally like the U.S. I think they said. Probably for the heroes,
1: not for the villains. Yeah, obviously.
0: And, obviously, and it's mostly used for those for people who have relatively weak quirks. But it's like they're in a situation where their quirk could be useful, but it's not strong enough. Jab them with the drug, and you get a temporary boost, like we saw with uh, the Blade guy. I was called <laughs> yeah, Blades, who uh, went up against probably the worst person.
1: <laughs> the, worst,
0: the worst, worst, worst person because his cork is basically custom made to stop that kind of
1: that kind of thing. No
0: shenanigans here. Yep. Um,
1: That's when we got introduced to Fat Gum's agency,
0: Fat Gum and, and um, Ryukyu. Yep. And Nighteye. Uh, Nighteye. I Eye can't is, wait till
1: we see more of Ryukyu. I like her. Uh,
0: yeah. And so right now, well, let's talk about Nighteye because he also basically. <clears throat> former sidekick to All Might, mm-hmm. and aware of one for all, and how it works.
1: Oh, it's, oh another thing, bef- beforehand, uh, we didn't mention this last time, they made mention to his other partner he had.
0: Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield. yeah, David S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: <laughs> Which was really cool for them to do, to, to, to show throw that the movie... There. <laughs> Is part of canon. It is. It is canon. Rather than a just, lot of the times when I see an anime movie, it's usually on. Oh, it's a different thing. It's not part of the universe, or it's a what if story. I haven't. Most of the Dragon Ball movies are outside of
0: the universe. Not all of them, but some. Most of them. Oh, all, all Or of the, they, or they later incorporate Super, them in a different way.
1: First off, Super had two movies that were standalones. And then they incorporated the stories into arcs. Yeah. To put them into that universe, which the opening of Super was pretty much uh, about all the gods. Fair. Um,
0: but I can think of a couple. I can think of like the Cowboy Bebop movie is actually considered part of the canon. It takes place before the last last couple of episodes. Yeah, some
1: Most of the time they'll do it as like a, a prequel or like a sequel to a show.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but with Nighteye, he be- well he has a pretty useful quirk. With his foresight thing, he can see the future. <laughs> and he's he
1: seems only good to be paired up with people until you see him in action.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like he, he his quirk is useful in a defensive mode if you can if it meets the right if you can meet the right conditions. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> At least that's what it seems. You're gonna, you're gonna see seems. him
1: either in the next five or the next after that. Okay. You're gonna see um, some action with a night eye.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm not disputing that there that there may be other ways that his quirk can be used, but I'm just basing this off of what I saw. Um, and Nighteye doesn't think that uh, Deku is worthy of oh, yeah. one for all. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Also,
1: I think um, more of it, Nighteye holds as a fanboy, obviously, uh-huh. first and foremost, before he was a sidekick, he holds all might just like anybody else that's fanning over something at such a higher standard
0: that... It's like, if you are going to be his successor, you need to be better than him, and I don't see that.
1: I don't see that you have the potential to be better than him. Right. Which, which unfortunately, kind of takes it to the part of, you don't trust All Might's decision making.
0: Well, bear in mind how they had their philosophical break, because he basically told uh, All Might, if you know, this was after All Might's injury that uh, at the hands of All for one the first time, basically told him if you continue operating as a hero, you are going to die a gruesome death in six or seven years. And then he
1: realized that Night Eye used his foresight on, on him, him and which And he said, Never use that on me.
0: And All Might also basically he is like, Yeah, but if I retire now and there's not somebody imme- uh, you know, not somebody immediately ready to resume my, resume my place as the symbol of peace. Then a lot of then it's going to destabilize things. It's going to you know a lot of people are going to get hurt. Yep. And he doesn't. And as a hero, he cannot he cannot stomach the idea that people are going to get hurt because of because of because of something like, because He's of he his no inaction. Power.
1: He still wants to do hero work, even though he's not in power.
0: He's helping the police right now with this investigation as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Uh, so is Grand Torino. A lot of people are. Night Eyes is also helping them with the Psyche investigation. Well, All Might, I think, might be working. I think a lot of it has to do
1: with their finding out the drugs and they're chasing it back mm-hmm. to to Overhaul's operations, and they want to put a stop to it. Now, do you think? You have any idea what might be causing any of this stir?
0: By stir, you mean the destabilization of the hero society? Ooh, the stir between
1: them. Actually, because they're relatively low, low grade, they, they don't worry about them most of the time. Overhaul doesn't bother anybody. He just kind of goes about his merry way. I,
0: and I, I, get, the I drugs. get the idea that all overhaul is. Mm,
1: because you don't see him going out there causing big flashy things like. In a, in a sense, Sendoza.
0: Shigaraki and Overhaul are both successors in a sense to All for One. Shigaraki has some of the charisma that he that is needed to you know be the leader of a. a but he's also villain.
1: unstable as hell. That's
0: and that's the drawback. Overhaul has the has the long term planning aspect of it. He knows when to step back into the shadows. To avoid attention, avoid
1: that spotlight, avoid the
0: spotlight. It's just you know. But the thing with that
1: is, he's not getting the spotlight to get the brand recognition to get more troops.
0: Which is why I think you know you know the partnership between between the two would would work to both of their benefits if they can uh, overcome overcome their own egos because Shigaraki can be the be the. The kingpin sort, you know, the guy, the guy in the spotlight, you know, orchestrating orchestrating things and leading from the front, while Overhaul could be the Grand Vizier working in the shadows and dealing with all the logistics of everything. But at the same time, Shigaraki just wants to tear down the Hero Society. Yeah, that's just his prime goal. Yeah, and Overhaul is just sort is sort of thinking further ahead. It's It's just sort of like, and then what? He is basically... Try- well, he's he- also
1: po- poking holes in his, oh, let's just recruit everybody because then you get all the the people that can go rogue, the people that will mm-hmm. turn on your, your group, or the people that can just destroy from the inside out. Yep. And Overhaul, the reason why he doesn't have that brand recognition is because he's very careful and choosy of who he picks. Well, p- the he- most loyal. Mm-hmm.
0: The competent as well. And if you prove that you are not competent... Like, say, letting the linchpin of your plan, like, you know, a.k.a. Airy, escape, yeah, you're going to die. But he
1: also brought up good points of you had the muscle villain, you had uh, Moonfish.
0: <coughs> and they were heavy hitters, and they're all now in prison. Mm-hmm. Or dead. <laughs> uh, I think, no, I think they're all in prison. Yeah, but they're all in prison. Muscular and Moonfish. What was I, the third one you mentioned? Yeah, he mentioned the third one. Doesn't matter. Um... But yeah, he basically pointed out you had some heavy spinner, hitters.
1: Spinners in there too, but I don't think he was mentioned. He
0: wasn't mentioned,
1: but but he definitely wasn't there with them.
0: Yeah. Well, spinner, spinner was one of the stain uh, simps. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't. He's not so much interested in the hero society, and that
1: seems to be the problem too. Like if they're so stuck on stain, they're gonna stray away from your ideals because that's not Stain's ideals. Mm. Surprisingly, Toga's still hanging out.
0: I, well, that's because, I've, I've yeah, I think she's also sort of drawn to Shigaraki because you're a significant character. <laughs> no, she's drawn towards Shigaraki because introduced her to Deku. Mm, that's right. And if
1: she stays with, around yeah. Shigaraki because She'll Shigaraki be is also around. fixated on Deku. So she has more access to get to Deku on with them rather yeah. than by herself. Like a proper yet there, right? <laughs> she's smart. She is, she is not an idiot.
0: No, she is not. She comes across like she's a ditz, but there's an actually cunning mind beneath, no, beneath that creepy smile.
1: <laughs> oh, one of the outros is so good. It shows some of the characters just, like, doing their, their thing, and one of them is a photograph of her and some classmates. You see her in her school uniform all the time, <laughs> but it's her with her classmates just having ice cream, and I'm like,
0: it's just sort of like, when did you suddenly get broken in the head? <laughs> or is this
1: after or during? Does she do this as a side thing and nobody at all knows about it?
0: Does she keep her villain life separate from her school life kind of thing? See,
1: I want to know more about the backstory than because I know later on we hear a lot more from Dobby.
0: Mm. Dobby is a character that received enough focus in, uh, that you can't not expand on his backstory. Oh, and no. I remember... Uh, we, you know, I, you know, don't spoil anything if you have found out more about about him. But I remember what, last season we were it talking about, about him burns and, the, and the burn scars on him. Certain
1: things that I've had theories
0: on. Well, like yeah. one of the things that you that we that you sort of speculated on was that he was somebody that maybe was either another one of Endeavor's children or was somebody that idolized Endeavor and tried to. See,
1: he, I am convinced. That he's a part of the Todoroki uh, family, wider
0: Todoroki clan. Okay, uh, and no, it's just I, I like he tra- he's the son of Endeavor. Mm. I know, tried I to basically sense. emulate Daddy with the uh, with the flames on his face, and they ended up burning either, himself. Went,
1: either his flames are too hot and scarred him, because it, it does seem like his flames are really hot, but he doesn't get burned by his own flames, dude.
0: or at least he doesn't get burned on his hands, because the burn scars are all on his face. It's like his maybe he tried to. Oh, he does. Okay, I don't remember. I think... um, regardless, um, there's a lot going on, and I appreciate that they're go- that the writing actually is trying to weave a little bit more stuff together rather than just being like one fight to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, like a lot of shonen anime. And manga Which this kind of sets
1: do. itself so far apart from the other animes. In its own genre. Yeah,
0: with its uh, you know, and it does well with the world building and making sure to introduce these. I cannot. These wit- I know I
1: say like every episode, but I cannot emphasize enough on its brilliant pacing.
0: Yeah, the pacing is is very good. It's not. It is
1: aggravating at points because when you're watching it weekly, yeah. you're like okay, yeah, I love this. You get me pumped. We're getting into it. We're getting. What um, do you mean it's the end of the episode? <laughs> and then it
0: just starts off that that outro.
1: And you're like, yeah.
0: Um. It's not... It doesn't drag stuff out like Dragon Ball does. Uh, and it's not, like, ridiculously fast-paced like Fire Force. Yeah, Fire Force is break, uh, break deck speed. Yeah. Um, almost like it's got the devil's footsteps. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think that should uh, wrap up our little intro here. So, uh, we'll be back after the binge. While the binge is happening... Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore Binchcast. The board to death clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J bunny's music hub, the race nerd podcast, real paranormal talk, ranking tracks, motivational moves, girls who like, and the nerd table. Please consider supporting CKCC radio on Patreon. Now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. Whew, are we back? Yeah. Uh, before we get started talking about the uh, episodes we just watched, let's take a moment to talk about how much Funimation sucks as an app. Yeah, we're, we're
1: running it off of an Xbox, and it, it, it's kind of a, a pain in the butt to and run around to go back and forth between episodes. Not only that, but we started on, of course, episode 69. Nice. And then uh, moved to episode 70 in English. Only... Um, for it to be locked off for whatever reason. It says there is an issue. Go to com slash help, which was no help at all, and I tried mm-hmm. to search anything about it. Nothing comes up. We could play the episode in Japanese just fine, but every time it started to load up on episode 70, it just... In kinda, English,
0: it, it would... would crash out. Yeah. and or, we went, or just say this episode is not available.
1: Which is like... 71 had no issue. Yeah, 71. Everything but, else after <clears throat> that seemed like it was fine. And I'm like, let me try something. So we, we flipped over to the Hulu app because I remember seeing Funimation, Punch Man and some yeah. other Funimation stuff on there. And lo and behold, there it is. All its glory. In English Much and more Japanese. easier to
0: navigate as well with the yep. uh, controller because it's just... Funimation as an app doesn't seem like it's meant to work with a console controller. Like you should, like it's expecting you to have a remote control. But I don't know how that would necessarily work any better. Regardless, we're probably going to keep watching it on, watching through the end of this season on Hulu,
1: and then having to jump back and then go back to Funimation for the OVAs. OVAs, Yeah.
0: Um, So, but episode opens with. Or the our binge opened with episode sixty nine, nice, and it was. It seemed like it was a relatively unimportant episode, but not really. Yeah, because it was, it was a lot of talking. There wasn't much action going on, and like I've iterated before, God,
1: you're like okay, you're you're building up to something, and then you just get to it. They're like, all right, everyone's gonna start that action, and next week. Yeah, Woo. I can imagine how that would have.
0: Uh, been irritating watching it weekly uh, as opposed to doing a binge like we're doing now. Um, but the, the episode basically was a b- bunch of the hero agencies and uh, minor pro heroes all being uh, brought to a meeting by the Night Eyes agency, uh, basically explaining here's what's going on. We've all been working on these separate investigations and it turns out they're all connected and they can all be traced back to the Shiei Hasaikai.
1: Well, I mean, at least a portion of it. Mm. Because it showed them about the middle.
0: Right. Uh, and basically they explain that the Shie Shiei seem to be recruiting or expanding their operations. Uh, yep. And they're get, they've come into contact with the League of Villains and, and had a fight with them. They don't realize that the two are actually are now actually working together, but that they've had contact, and that worries a lot of people. And the Shia Saikai are also involved in the drugs trade, and that's where the power-destroying drug comes in. Uh-huh. Because now we get some more explanations about what it is and how it works. It's blood. Mm-hmm. The uh, darts contain traces of human blood, and this human blood is contains something that Attacks the quirk genes. And just the quirk genes, nothing else. Right. And this is, you know, an eraser head is there as well. And he explains how How his his quirk quirk works, works, which which is is, he doesn't attack the quirk genes, he just basically shuts them off or, like, blocks them off from being used. uh, Which which was a
1: good example when they showed the little diagram, which looked like.
0: um, um, What's his name with the tail? The student.
1: Tailman, Tailman. Yeah, <laughs> we can't.
0: We can never remember the poor guy's name, which <laughs> he even makes a comment of how
1: plain he is in a couple episodes. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: he's yeah, he's probably one of the plain um, ones. And so, but uh, basically, that this quirk, uh, this powers annihilating drug, is something more potent, and it's being derived from human blood, and that's when they bring up Aerie. and. That that she was, like, covered in bandages and was... Sub- or at least that uh, Overhaul had claimed that she was his daughter. Yeah, I... I... We, uh, we both have <laughs> doubts about that, but... Uh, this... The news about this just just wrecks Mirio and, and uh, Midoriya. Because suddenly there's, like... We literally had the source of their plan... In our in our hands, and we let him take her away.
1: And all, honesty, you haven't seen the extent of what Overhaul can do. Mm. What they did there was their best option for survival. Mm. This is true. So far, because they only did s- explain
0: what Overhaul's quirk you've was, only seen
1: what he can do with a body when he touches it.
0: Well, we uh, let's talk about let's talk about Overhaul's quirk because they explained. In the meeting, what his quirk does is that he can basically break something down to its component parts and then reassemble it. And
1: Emphasis on something.
0: Anything. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, this basically, it's like if he has uh, a sample of this drug, he could basically just make it, he could just make as much of it as he wants, sort of thing. In theory, I'm guessing, I don't know, specifically uh, the limitations of his of his quirk, but this explains how he was able to kill Magna. You know, he basically just touched him or her, them. Her. Them. <laughs> we'll just go with them. <laughs> them. Uh, and kaboom. But we heard later in this binge, when uh, they were dealing with one of the HaSaiKai uh, members... Oh, was so like, what, uh, three episodes in? Yeah, Rappa, that... Well, and Rapa is... He's just a guy who wants a fight.
1: He well, wants a fight we, to the death. We should probably wrap up the first episode we were talking yes, about. <laughs> Let yes. Yeah, let's get, back, let's get getting, back to that. We'll get back get to
0: uh, Overhaul's quirk in a bit, but uh, the problem is, with despite all of this, they don't really have a whole lot of concrete evidence to bring to bear against the Shia Hasakai um, that they're really involved in anything uh, illegal. And this... You know, and admittedly, I'm not a huge expert when it comes to law enforcement and the law in Japan. But from what I understand, the yakuza sort of operate in that gray area, and there are some that are involved in uh, illegal activities. But they also take pains to try to hide that as much as possible, and they also present they also present a legitimate business present themselves as a legitimate business in a lot of respects. They're just providing a service, mm-hmm. and because of that, it's it, it gets tricky. And I think that's how they're weaving that into this into the framework of the Hero Society. That with when the Hero Society came to be, the Yakuza sort of got pushed out of prominence, especially in the case of the Sakai. And uh, overhaul as the number two of the <coughs> of this particular Yakuza is. Change, is challenging the status quo and changing things, but the lack of intel and the lack of concrete proof is, and the fact they don't know where Aerie is being held, that's become their primary uh, primary goal. Is to and rest they no had pistol. a whole
1: bunch of sites to to stake out to where mm-hmm. it could be, and it was in each of their districts. That's right. why he that's did. why
0: he called in all of these heroes. Um, and they basically, and Aizawa basically asked, well, why don't you just use your your quirk foresight. of foresight on us and see if we're successful? And that's when he explains the limitations that he can only use it once a day and it only works on one person.
1: And he didn't want to do it because of the fear of seeing, seeing something of horrible, yeah.
0: Uh, and we got a little bit of a flashback to when he came to visit All Might after All Might. That was a lot injury. of tubes. That was a lot of tubes, and it's not clear if he did it deliberately or if it was a reflexive thing when he touched All Might. And I, th- I
1: think he did deliberately, but it was done out of worry, wanting to know if he comes out of this. Yeah, and then he did wanting to know come out of this, but then.
0: Yeah, okay, he'll survive to, this, but, 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 but. How, how long? Yeah, exactly. How long is he going to survive, sort of thing. And But then we'll in theory,
1: that. he should be able to see far enough when he said something about the six years.
0: Yeah, but I get the impression that his quirk is, gives him the most clear picture of things in the first hour. Yeah. The further away from that you get, the less clear things can be become like maybe you only get a few images
1: a few images fuzzy or because he, he he compared
0: it to watching like a film strip sort of thing and you know it, it, he gets like perfect clarity of things in that first hour and then beyond that it's like the film breaks down and you can only see scattered images not enough to give context that was another thing that he said is a limitation of his quirk he just he sees things but he doesn't always have context to them. Um, and after the after the meeting, you know, class one A, you know, they're all, or at least the the work study students that were there, the ones who were in the agencies that were called, yeah, in. the UA students that were all called called in with their agencies. Muriel and Nidori uh, are both like, oh God, you know, they they feel horrendous well, also guilt. Also, the
1: reasons why they brought in most of them had some kind of connection to it as well mm-hmm. you know Mario and uh, Deku ran in with Aerie and Overhaul himself mm-hmm. um, they're
0: the ones that basically revealed the revealed, revealed how important was ran into
1: one of the thugs with the yeah. drug
0: and gravity uh, and froppy helped fight against uh, a thug that had taken a lesser imperfect power of the, power form, of, the po- of the power enhancing drug. So, yeah, there's, that's why they were all brought in. And Aizawa did give them a little bit of a pep talk sort of thing.
1: A pep talk and an out if they wanted to. It's just so, like, you don't have to
0: do this. You know, you, this is way beyond what you, what you signed up for on your work study. And basically none of them uh, said they wanted, they wanted out. Because they recognized there's a little girl in danger. And they couldn't really call themselves heroes if they turned their back. And we also got
1: introduced to uh, a few of the heroes that were going to be running this. Yeah, um,
0: we, we met one of uh, Nighteye's other sidekicks, Centipede. Uh, I think
1: he's the straight-up uh, sidekick, and Mario's actually training to become a sidekick. Well, no,
0: Bubble Girl is the other sidekick. Oh, yeah, that's right. She is the... the Le, uh, Le- uh, Lemillion is just uh, work-study student. Thingy. Yeah, he, he is. He is technically work He's not like. Uh, he's not like full blown sidekick yet.
1: I know he's working to be a
0: sidekick. He's working to be. He's working his way up. Um, and poor Aerie, uh, in her room deep underneath the uh, Saikai headquarters, she gets paid a visit by her new caretaker, who had a real pedophile vibe about him. I, I
1: think he was trying way too hard to be friendly. Yeah. And that's how he gave up that vibe. Yeah. Because
0: But that's uh, I'm just saying it's just it's like he's, over... he's he's smiling, he's being friendly, he's buying her all these gifts, trying buying to get her to Well it's because of what Overhaul said. He's mm-hmm. like oh, if you cheer her up,
1: yeah, bring her some toys, Make sure she doesn't want her make sure she's happy. And uh, he's yeah, trying, and to, he's trying to
0: do that and not get killed. Yeah. Because, because he saw because what, what happened to the, stain the last guy. on the wall. Yeah. Um, and then we got like a a lead up episode to the to uh the raid with superheroes. Um, it's basically uh, well, they the found
1: ra- how they found the place. Yes,
0: that was in the next episode. I thought that was in the same one. It was in the, it was in episode seventy. Oh, um, and you know the work study students are basically sent back to school. It's just sort of like, you're on standby. Uh, Can't talk. Don't to you. tell anybody what's going on.
1: Everybody else is doing their their stakeouts yep. and their investigations.
0: And uh, this is sort of depressing Deku because he wants to talk to somebody about this. He can't talk to All Might about it because All Might's busy with his own work. And he can't tell any of his classmates about it. And they're noticing that something's, something's up with him.
1: Yeah, he, he doesn't hide anything very well. <laughs> yeah,
0: he doesn't have a real good poker face. And Ida and Shoto both sort of, you know, they're like... It's cool if you can't tell us anything but you know try to cheer up a bit man. I'd you, like, you know we're here for you if you What
1: Ida said and yeah. the call back to call back to the Stain Ark. when he his brother
0: was in the hospital. Mhm. So are
1: like so like friends,
0: it, aren't we? You can tell yeah, you can tell if there's something if something going on, if there's something going on, you know you can t- talk to us, right? We're we're um, um, we're friends, aren't we? And, and I was like, oh. it did cheer him up. It's like obviously he couldn't Hit. tell them about it, but Hit. it's like it did sort of cheer Deku up. It's like you are not alone.
1: That <laughs> shows sure like you want some soba? <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got some left to, I've got some extra beef stew. <laughs> and yeah, and then we saw some of the the pro heroes uh, staking out the various psyche places. And Night Eyes is the one who actually found spotted the caretaker going into a toy store. And we found out later, we found out that he used his quirk on him, and basically found out exactly where Ari is, and exactly how to get to her, through the maze of the underground tunnels I and like,
1: everything. I like how the caretaker's just like, yeah, th- this magic girl squad. And uh, she, Glitter squad. The, <laughs> and, and the and the worker was like, ah, that that's, that that's, about ten years ago. It's like, ah, oh, well,
0: whatever the... New one is, you know, <laughs> and he meant, and then Night Eyes basically steps. He's up. like, "Oh, you're a
1: fan too," as he <laughs> and he touches him,
0: him and makes eye contact <laughs> as he turns
1: around. And it was perfect. Kind of hard to make eye contact with the guy that has hair all up in his eyes. Yeah, it must if, have been if his he even has eyes. Well, we saw one of them. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. What he turned? Okay. because um, he was in shock that he someone yeah. touched him. And I wonder if he's dead. We don't know. Because I don't think you see him any time after that. Well, yeah, because, because
0: the Shia and were made aware that the police raid was coming.
1: I don't know if they had a lookout or a mole, but they claimed they didn't. Yeah, the police, the police, the police guy is like,
0: there can't, there can't be a mole. It's, like, it's, it's the Yakuza. It's the Yakuza, come on. <laughs> um, so uh, they start making plans, and uh, overhauls are sort of like, I have some business to take care of. And he goes and visits the actual boss of the Hisayai, who's so in a in a hospital bed, basically on like some kind of on life support. Yeah, and he's I'm just like,
1: You gonna die. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, it's gonna get a little noisy in here.
0: Uh, so yeah, but the stu- but the work study students all get their get the little uh, Avengers Assemble text basically, which was what
1: two or three days later at night.
0: Yeah, and they all meet up at the police station. Uh, they get information about the known, the known uh, associates of the Hasekai and what their quirks are. And overall, it's just sort of like, all right, time to pack up and go. And he says something about leaving the eight bullets of the Hasekai, of the Hasei, I think, uh, in place to guard their escape basically slow
1: down slow slow everyone down so they can get mm-hmm. away.
0: And then we got a couple of episodes that focused on character development for Sun Eater and Red Riot. Yep. And the Sun Eater one, uh, was okay, well, during the during the raid, it's like all the low level thugs like swarm the Except courtyard. for the one big dude. Except for the one big dude who Ryukyu uh, <laughs> basically, dealt with my turning into a giant motherfucking dragon. I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna like when she changes." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's why she's a dragoon hero, I guess." Um, and yeah, but all the other low-level thugs are just swarming the courtyard to slow down a bunch of the heroes and the minor heroes and uh, the police, while they. The rest of them get into the building, but then we find out what Mimic's power actually is. Hmm. Mimic, because he jabs himself with like the power, the performance enhancer, he can basically, essentially, possess inanimate things and control them. And they claimed like, well, normally
1: he could only control something the size of a refrigerator. Fr- refrigerator,
0: but he doses, he shoots up, and suddenly he's controlling the entire building. At least a large section of the building. Yeah, and it's like, so he's like making the walls and everything move, and separating people, separating dropping things. through holes into another level. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that ends up separating uh, a bunch of the heroes from the, from the police that made it in, and they're confronted by these three uh, three members of the uh, Eight Bullets. They said their name. They said. They're like real names. I basically only you know, made notes on what they looked like and then their quirks. We had like uh, Larceny, Crystallize, and Food. <laughs> the food was like the Scarecrow-looking dude or yeah. Brightburn, sort of. <laughs> um, but Sun Eater basically, despite all of his self-confidence issues, basically looked at them and was like, I got I can, this. I got this. We, you know their abilities. Let me handle this. You guys need to stay close to 100% to deal with the leader. And so Fat Gum and everybody's like, "All right, let's go." And like Deku and like Kirishima was like, "No, we can't leave him there." And he's, like, and he's like, "Have faith in him." I do.
1: And oh yeah, don't forget uh, uh, knocking out the the one that could eat things.
0: Yeah, uh, Aizawa like knocked out uh, the scarecrow dude as he as he passed because. Sun Eater basically used used the tentacles thing to bind them all up. And as he left, uh, Aizawa just smacked uh, the scarecrow guy in the head and knocked him out. Which became important. For a second, it looked like it snapped his neck. And I was like, damn, Aizawa. But then we found out exactly why it was important to knock him out because he has the ability to basically eat anything and And digest digest it
1: instantaneously.
0: And Larceny's ability base is it's sight-based, but anything that he can see, he can basically just telekinetically grab.
1: It, like teleports to his hand.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. Lands out into him. Crystallized, literally can just sort of spawn crystals out of his body. And, but they're they're like worthless crystals. It's like he made a, a comment on. And they all basically explained why they were loyal to Overhaul. Yeah. Uh, that like. Larceny. Was, <coughs> Larceny had was been betrayed by his, by his lover. Um, oh yeah,
1: a big a bunch f- of debt, and then he was gonna kill himself. And, and superhero savior, when he's like, ah, uh, like just let me die, kind of thing. Yeah, and, but
0: overhaul basically, it was just sort of like gave them a place. It's like you gave them purpose, <laughs> and food was like just sort of shunned by society in general, and Eyes had been used by some criminal. Uh, until he found out that the crystals he was making were and he was beast, beaten half to death. and then he was beaten half to death. <laughs> and the three of them had good teamwork together, which they did prove. Uh,
1: yeah, once the, the the digestion guy once
0: food up, one, once uh, food woke up, he just started chewing his way through everything, and they were able to snatch uh, like when. So Sun eater tried to tried to make like the clamshell thing. It just, just got smacked, snatched right out of his immediately. hand immediately. Um, but then he, uh, but then Sun eater basically proved that his quirk is way more useful than than you'd think. And he is quick with it. too. He's quick and he can combine them. Yeah, the combining was the coolest part because he basically was able to make uh, a bunch of tentacles, but like covered in crab shell crab armor crab armor he did like a, a crack and rush a crack and rush thing and <clears throat> um, yeah he managed to over he managed to overcome them for a bit they still managed to overwhelm him with their with their teamwork but then he basically proved no uh, I'm still I'm still capable of kicking your ass he he kicked one of the crystal shards on the floor into larceny's eye <laughs> to blind him and then uh, also revealed that in the midst of all that fighting, he had well, swallowed he got, a, swallow a crystal It was right sharp. after
1: that he got smacked by the crystal dude that knocked some of the crystals it knocked off. Knocked some shards and off, he, and
0: he swallowed one. <laughs> so he was able to use that to harden his stomach against the next punch. And then it was just a case of he just slammed them all against the wall as quickly as he could to knock them all out <laughs> before uh, the food guy could get close Even enough more. to... to because he out. mentioned
1: in the middle he was going to use the toxicity of the, um, the neurotoxin, yeah, and put it into the tentacles. So when he ate it again, it would have knocked him out. Yeah, but uh, by that, Larceny point... The t- took it. The tentacles
0: were small enough that uh Larceny was able to snatch them. Uh, yeah, and but you know that whole fight just took it up, took it out of him, and he collapsed.
1: <laughs> one thing about Larseny like, oh, he had a lover that took everything from him. You can see it. You can take it.
0: Yeah, just take it back. But I got the impression that it was a case of she accrued like credit debt, which is ah, not something so much. Right. That's right. Not something up. you can easily. Uh, he's a criminal. He just looks through a window at something
1: and be like, "That's mine now." Nice, on the market. nice bank vault you have. Ooh, are those diamonds <laughs> in there? Yoink! <laughs> it's like they're opening, just sitting there like he's doing a uh, doing a loan or something at one of the desks, and they just watch them as they open up the thing, and just. You blink the diamonds into his hand? He's like, ah, oh, maybe tomorrow. I'm not feeling
0: it today. Or just, no, you finish your normal business of whatever it is you're doing while you've pocketed those diamonds and then you just walk out the door. Yeah, um, he, he could have fixed that debt real quick. He could have. Um, then again, maybe it was some other sort of debt that's not so easily paid off. Maybe debt with the Yakuza. Mm, there you go. And then uh, the next episode focused on Red Riot. On uh, Kirishima, because he and Fat Gum basically got pulled into a uh, pulled into an underground sort of pit. Uh, Mimic had been trying to separate Aizawa because he recognized Aizawa as, the th- as a threat. You put player.
1: Aizawa against those two, what would have happened? I you don't know. Would gotten the shit peat out of him.
0: This is true because Rapa would have just been all over him. Like, what is Rappa's power?
1: incredible speed or strength or... We don't, yeah, we don't know,
0: but I get the impression that even if he had switched off their powers, Rappa still would have beaten the shit out of him. Uh, but regardless, it was Fatgum and uh, Kirishima that ended up down in the pit instead. Kirishima was sort of an accident. <laughs> Fatgum went for it, but didn't realize Red Riot had done it as well, and they both ended up down in there. Rappa... Like, I I mentioned him earlier. He's just a guy looking for a fight, and a fight to the death. He basically said that he was in, like, a underground mixed martial arts thing where, the, you know, they could use their quirks without restriction.
1: He beat uh, everybody with one punch, and if anybody did get beaten by one punch, they would try to escape.
0: And then he basically beat them and killed them, and it just left him unsatisfied. Hmm. Where have we seen where have we seen something like that before? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what the hell? But when Rappam went in for the first strike on Fakum, Kirishima jumped in there and got wrecked by it. it got he punched took across the, the room took the first punch straight and it wall. cracked his hardening.
1: And it was uh, it was his special hardening. Where yeah, it we was like un- unstoppable.
0: Uh, his his ultimate move. And. Which, Destroyed
1: his confidence.
0: Yeah, and that's led into his flashback, especially as he saw Red Riot basically just trying to tank all of Rappa's blows. And the problem was, when Fat tried to attack, the other guy that was there and blocked it, blocked it with this like seemingly impenetrable barrier. And we found out later that it's like you know and he compared it's like the spear and a shield, you know, together we're on, together you can't beat us, uh, sort of thing. And the shield guy was also there to sort of try to rein in Rapa's bloodthirstiness <laughs> for all the good that did. And Fat Gum, while he was a while he is good at absorbing things, as we found out later, it's like this was go- this was too much for him to overcome. And he was able to feel all the hits through his fat, mm-hmm. it was. Just tearing through his uh, through his uh, uh, costume and everything, That destroyed the shit out of the costume in front of and him. And we found out in Kirishima's flashback that he's had some confidence issues as well. You know that Crimson Riot had been the hero he'd always looked up to. You know, it's like with the chivalrous spirit, uh, anyone always running in, always charging in fearlessly, and that's what made uh, Kirishima feel like he wasn't he wasn't going to be a good hero because when he saw a case. Right of two of his classmates uh, being menaced by this giant, uh, and seemingly like the giant was about to attack them, he wanted to go help but was paralyzed with fear. And well, as you would. that He was... Huge. Easily
1: about 15 feet or more high. He was like a story and a half. And he was like putting his fingertips into a building, getting more and more pissed off.
0: Now, and Pinky... Uh, slid in, in and managed to cuz he was like asking for directions to some hero agency. Yeah, uh and she slides in and is just sort of like, go this way. It's like 2 2 kilometers away uh, after the second right or whatever. And he's like, thank you very much and just leaves. And where <laughs> and was
1: it? he was trying to go to one of the schools, was no, it? No, it was a
0: hero agency. Oh, that's right. And th- it was after he had gone uh, you know, Pinky sort of collapsed and just sort of like, oh my god. She was, because she was terrified as well. And it's like, I can't believe that worked. But she also then admitted, uh, I sent him to the police station. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and Kirishima was ready to basically abandon his application to uh, UA until he uh, saw an old interview by Crimson Riot where he admitted, I'm always scared when I'm about to jump into, when I'm about to jump into a fight. But, what I'm scared of more is that somebody is going to get hurt or die because I won't take action. And, so, that sort of, it gave, uh, Kirishima the confidence to, uh, go ahead and continue applying to UA. Uh, to go and apologize to his classmates for not stepping in. They're like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and when he turned up at. And, and through all this, we saw him with just like regular black hair, you know, just sort of like. Uh, just sl- slick back sort of uh, black hair. And then when he turned up at UA, he styled it, spiked it up, and dyed it red. <laughs> and Pinky was just sort of like, what is with that new look? <laughs> and he admitted this, like, you know, it's a new school, new me sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And. He jumps back into the fight and managed to. Take a bunch of hits. Take a bunch of hits and stagger uh, a back enough. But when he went in for a punch of his own, Barrier blocked it. And that was like literally all that he had left. Because he just passed out. But by this point, Fat Gum had stored up enough energy. Because we got some explanation of how his quirk works.
1: Yeah, the reason why he's always eating and staying fat.
0: Yep, because the fat does allow him to absorb a lot of hits, but he can also convert some of that, uh, some of his fat into energy that he can then use to increase his strength. Uh, and he was storing up so much of it that it was literally burning off all of his fat, and so then we suddenly get you know ripped <laughs> fat gum more oh or less. Now he's hot, <laughs> and, then suddenly, <laughs> and then suddenly he just punches straight through the barrier and. Almost KO- ko's the two. Well, he thinks he ko'd the two. Yeah, but then next episode, uh, Rapa just gets back up, and he's just sort of like, "All right, there's some stuff in that room we can use to patch each other up. I want to, f- I want to keep let's fighting. Finish <laughs> let's finish this. Let's finish this." He's like, "I don't care if my, if the bones of my arms are broken and I can't throw any more punches. Let's go. <laughs> you, you know, I want to fight you and that kid. No, that man. <laughs> the kid, no man." <laughs> And when the barrier guy tries to just sort of like, what are you doing? He just sort of kicks him and is just like, shut up. <laughs> he, just he just doesn't care about any of uh, the Hasekai's plans. He just wants a fight.
1: And explained why he's joined.
0: Yeah, him. he explained that also while also explaining what the plan is. Perfectly. Yep. And he's like, eh,
1: yeah, this is what happens.
0: Um, but the reason that he follows overhaul is because overhaul basically came to him and the gang that he was a part of was like, "Join up with us!" And Rob was like, "Fight me, nerd!" So overall, it like, wasn't even
1: a gang; it was just approaching him in the ring. He was yeah. just like, "Dude, join us!"
0: He's like, "Join up!" You know, he's up. he's join, like, "Join us!" He's like, yeah, "Fight me, nerd!" He's like, <laughs> so, "If you can beat
1: me, I'll do it." And so Overall's like, "Okay," explodes him. He's uh, like, "He's like at one point I was dead, and then I wasn't." And when that was real, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Which basically means... And then he repeated, I fought him four, five more times, and every time it came out the same result was, I died and came back again. Mm-hmm.
0: But in the middle of all this, uh, and so that basically explains why Rapa's following him and why fighting overhaul is going to be a nightmare. Um, but then we find out that Toga and Twice are there. They're basically the temp squad. Um, we got to a couple flashbacks where Shigaraki and uh, Overhaul were meeting, and Overhaul explains, "I want these three members of your of your league uh, as like temp agents for yeah, us." One or, was Kurogiri. One of them was Kurogiri, and Shigaraki's like, "Those are like the three three main cornerstones of my group. I can't give you all of them." What's funny is two of them
1: showed up after the whole stain thing. It was only the two of them for a while. Yeah. But it's just, you know. They were the first. Actually, no. Uh, Twice came in later. It was her and Dabi. Toga and Dabi,
0: yeah. Um, And finally Shigaraki's just sort of like, uh, I can give you Toga and Twice. And in the second flashback, it was the, the League basically meeting with them. And Twice is like, I don't want to work with them. They killed they killed Magnum. They killed and, it they so took the, and, and and what about what they what he did to Mr. Compress's arm? Um
1: And then Shigaraki showed his face. Yeah, to basically them, yeah. Which shocked the shit Togo out. And
0: Togo's just sort of like, I don't feel like doing going with them because I want to do whatever I want. Why should I go with somebody that's gonna make make me do stuff I don't wanna do? She's like ready to like cut Shigaraki's throat. She has a knife. Knife to the side of his neck, and, and he just reaches up, takes his takes the 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 hand off of his face, and just goes, "If you do this, you will be helping all of us." You know, it's just sort of like he has basically turned them into a twisted little family, and they basically agree with this. And while this, but. During the fight, Mimic is starting to get frustrated because uh, three of the guys are down, and he can tell that... I think he can tell that uh, Rappa and the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy have been defeated. And l- meanwhile, Lemillion, you know, Mirio, and... That was the guy, wasn't it? Looks like it. He's show- He's showing me a picture of... Some huge guy that looks like he could have been the the giant. Because I remember the teeth, and you the, were just cloaked. And he had something around his around his neck. That, I think. I think. But regardless, looks like he could be the guy. At any rate.
1: Yeah,
0: at any rate, uh, Mimic is getting frustrated because Mirio is still pushing forward, and Nighteye and the, and the police are are catching up along with some of the other heroes. So he changes tack, separates them. And sends in toga and twice. Toga uh, gets the drop on twice uh, no not twice on lock lock who was we need to talk a little bit about him. yeah uh, because back during the meeting at night Eye's agency, he came across as a bit of a jerk immediately one that was pointing out some good you know was pointing out valid points just sort of like we wouldn't be in the situation if these two uh, these two students, had managed to keep airy away from away from overhaul and Nighteye like, i have basically said it's just hey, so like, i take responsibility for that leave them alone they're already they're already no one's harder on them than themselves right it's just so like you don't you think they don't know right. <laughs> it's like stop putting putting more pressure on them for it um, they don't need the pressure of a pro hero telling them they done fucked up yeah exactly and at any rate, uh, Lock Lock's there. Toga comes in and tries to stab him. Uh, he <laughs> catches it in his palm.
1: Like, stabs through it, and he goes, Now, yeah, I'm locking this bitch down.
0: And then she, and then it was revealed, Nope, that was a That was uh, a twice double. It was a twice double. She gets the drop on him and stabs him in the fucking kidney. Yeah. <laughs> and when they, when Izawa and Deku make it through the wall to get to, to get there, She's already taken Locklock's form. He's like, "Oh, this one tried to stab me." He's like, "He uses some sort of clone thing," and Aizawa, You can tell is a little bit suspicious, but I noticed some. I noticed the thing before before. He, well, I knew we already uh, knew. Well, I already knew, but I noticed the like the tell almost immediately because Loc-Lock Lock turned to Deku and called him Midoriya. Locklock Lock has no reason to call him that. He doesn't even know it. His he doesn't even know Deku's real name, and Aizawa basically turns his power on her. So it's like the she the Locklock Lock, uh, facade uh, melts away, and, and she, she's bare ass naked, <laughs> and he gra- like grabs her in uh, his like bandages. He his, like bummy wrapped her ass, and she still manages to s- flip over top of him and stab him. Stab him in the shoulder, and. She escapes. Walt, I think, went back, went up again, yeah. and Izawa's just you know goes he, after
1: her. His defense was he actually did catch her and caught her in the, cut her in the face with his blade. Yep. I didn't notice until after the next scene when they showed Toga's face. There's like a little cut and some blood. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> she's there.
0: Quick. She's there like gathering her co- her costume and stuff together, and she's just sort of like hunched over, you know flushed in the face and, and sweating and just sort of like I'm so glad I came <laughs> <laughs> and you made some comment about uh, what was it that was like I kind of was like came where? no <laughs> in what way it was like <laughs> <laughs> it came in, in one in way both ways <laughs> yeah I was like I, you, you, just you like, said no. that and I was just like god damn it <laughs> Um, and Twice, meanwhile, tries to... Uh, I mean, I seriously
1: think she straight up gets off on the thrill.
0: Oh, I, I'm sure she does. She is a bloodthirsty maniac. Um, but Twice confronts Night Eyes and the, and the police and sends in a Rapa double. And Night Eyes, you know, while he gets grazed by the, by the double's attack, just throws some of his, like, personal seals at him and reveals they each weigh, like, five kilograms. I don't know what that is in uh, American, but uh, it knocks out the double, and so he starts melting, and Twice is just like, shit! (laughs) And then he gets grazed by one of those seals as well, and it It tears his mask off, or half of it off. Yeah, half of it got cut down, and it blew a hole through a piece of his ear. And he freaks out while while gets thrown up, and... The problem is, he needs the mask on to keep his brain from, like, splitting in two. And so he's, like, freaking out because he can feel, like, all the doubles in his head starting to, starting to talk again. And Toga shows up, ties, like, a, like a, like a bandana around that, that half of his head, and just sort of reassures him. And he's just like, my wife! <laughs> two of them are, like, a twisted little battle couple. Uh, but they then basically start trash talking Mimic and the and the Yakuza because they basically pointed out it's just sort of like uh, Overhaul is the one who's really who's really uh, making actually doing stuff and your old boss is a, an old man in a hospital bed dying and he just Mimic goes nuts. He, he
1: said, "Did he say five... Kilograms or kilo?
0: Kilo is kilograms in the, in that context. So that's... Uh, holy shit. No wonder it took him out. How does
1: he hold them?
0: that? that uh, I, that's got to be wrong. He just showed me a thing and said it's like 5,000 pounds. That cannot be right. That cannot be right. One second. I'm going to pull up a metric conversion thing myself because there is no way that's right. Uh, wait.
1: Because there's Kilo and.
0: Anyways, um,
1: uh, yeah. I'll continue on. Where were we? Because um, I was too busy.
0: <laughs> well, the episode ended with um, Mimic basically throwing uh, Toga and Twice into a pit with Aizawa and Deku.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because they got yeah, under uh, his skin, they started talking yeah. shit about him. Knowing damn well that, well, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're nice. gonna kill us, and then your boss isn't gonna have any faith with uh, with Shigaraki anymore. So they just got under his skin, knowing he has a real, real uh, bad anger problem. Mm-hmm. And then he loses it when he gets pretty much. Why is this thing not working? it on. Still trying to do the
0: freaking <laughs> metric thing. It's.
1: So they just pushed this button. till he threw them down some holes, and I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna try to team up or work alongside the heroes in a sense to, to f around with uh, overhaul. Yeah,
0: because
1: definitely with the way they were talking as they were falling, it felt like that's that's what their
0: plan okay. was. Okay, five kilograms is basically 11 pounds. That's
1: what I thought. I don't know why it went it went from 11 and then I don't know how.
0: I mean, because five thousand is how many grams that is. You know, five kilograms is five five thousand grams. I think the numbers just got transposed somehow. But eleven pounds, you know, an eleven pound weight suddenly clipping your ear is gonna sting. And three yeah. of them hitting you, dead, fast. three of them hitting you dead center body mass is gonna is gonna knock the wind out of you because it was only a twice double uh, that's why I mean, still had that was, speed and the strength though yeah but it's not gonna be as tough as the real thing regardless um, still and it's an, still a very good series uh, we were both just sort of like oh we had to stop the binge there because it was getting just, hype are getting hype I like uh, I compared it to the raid with superheroes. Uh, only instead of going up a building, you're going down into an underground facility. Literal maze, and <laughs> in a, in a literal maze. Because uh, I think I mentioned that uh, in the last binge, you know, the raid. And it's like you haven't seen it, and it's and it's a good and it's a good movie. We gotta put that on the list because um, it's one of those things that's uh, we've seen it. Uh, re- well, it was. I was gonna say repeated in. in movie Dread, but they were both made about the same time. Dread, because of the special effects, just took longer to get released, which is why it was compared to the Raid. But, um, Yeah, I'm liking this series. I'm wondering how the hell do you stop overhaul? Because Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> that kind
1: of quirk... I just gotta say, remember, he can disassemble and reassemble anything.
0: Yeah. I'm still wondering how the hell you... Okay, I get it. You can blow a body up and then reassemble it, but how do you make it come back alive? Because anybody can basically put a body back together. You know, there was a book... He has.
1: He must have extreme control over it then. I guess.
0: Um, because... Or a, yeah.
1: Because it, in order to use that kind of quirk, wouldn't you have to have ex- immense knowledge of the physiology, and
0: not just that, like on a you know how on a molecular level, how
1: Momo builds her stuff, right? Like,
0: where's his weakness? In her case, is uh, yeah, her weak. You know, in Momo's case, it's the uh, it's the it's, she needs she needs like the lipids in order to do it. In Overhaul's case, where is his? I'm back?
1: noticing when he kills people and doesn't reassemble them, he starts getting those
0: hives. I don't, it's like it might have something to do with that, maybe.
1: That it, it takes a part of him, or... Wait, or <clears throat> I, I don't want to say any more, because I'm going to start going into what I've seen him do.
0: Right, and I don't want you to do that. Um, but yeah, this is another good binge. Uh, we're going to be recording uh, the conclusion of this arc later this, later this week. It'll be up in a couple weeks for you guys. Because um, as we record this, the first part of Season 4 has not yet gone up on YouTube or uh, CKCC Radio. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, it's, I'm definitely enjoying this. Uh, we've got plenty of other stuff uh, in the pipelines for stuff to watch. Uh, we've got a, quite an extensive list. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still enjoying My Hero Academia. Good. Um
1: let me know if any of that wavers and I I honestly don't think it will. It I don't, yeah,
0: like you said, the pacing is good, the writing is good. It, I it love might the world building that after
1: this arc. Uh there's there's a I think the back end of the episodes are it feels a little fillerish but it still develops the characters more. You get to know more about Mina. Okay. You get to know more about Yeah, um, I got the
0: impression Jiro when when uh, Mina Was shown in Red Riots flashback episode. We're probably. I was like, we're gonna get one from her for her, and we're gonna see how he sort of maybe inspired her in some in some way, or whatever. But yeah, still enjoying My Hero Academia. Definitely uh, recommend again, as always. I recommend checking it out yourself if uh, you if you like it, or if you uh, like what we're talking about, go ahead, scope it out if you like anime, you like well, superheroes. if you're this far into our binge. Yeah, if you're I mean, this far into our binge. you have just seeing our opinion or... Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you like superheroes and you like uh, anime, by all means, check it out. Uh, so, yeah. That sounds like it should be it. That's it. So, for Sam, I am Jay, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.